This podcast is brought to you by Manly.ie, Ireland's pharmacy for men. Manly.ie is a dedicated space for men's health, wellness and grooming online. Access practical online and face-to-face advice as well as in-depth product range tailored to support men's health in Ireland. Visit Manly.ie for more and you can follow them on social media. Joined now by Graeme Clark and Rory Jacob to look ahead uh, to the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship. Uh, we're back to the old round-robin format. Uh, the main difference this year, six teams in Leinster, uh, three teams uh, will advance and then there will be a relegation uh, playoff, I presume, at the end of the Leinster Championship as well. We'll have a quick look at the Joe McDonough Cup fixtures as well um, over the weekend. Uh well, already recorded the monster preview today, and it's just say it on it, Rory. Like it's, it's so hard to believe. Easter Sunday, Easter Saturday, like this, the championship is starting uh, this weekend. Not sure it is, but sure at the same time, isn't it great that we're up and running and, and, and get it going? Sure, you know, like at the same time, I, when I was a player, I never liked the period between the league and the championship at all. This five, six, seven week break, and you're training way too long and you, you don't know where you are and you don't know what, what, what your form is like and you know you're playing a few club championships games but generally you know players want to play and I think th- I think the players will be happy enough with you know they've had a, maybe a two week break or three week break some of them since since the league and they'll be delighted to get out there especially into the new round robin or into the I suppose the old round robin system again and you know isn't it fantastic we're getting back there now into that and, and the big crowds and the excitement and sure you know, Easter Sunday in itself, sure, it's, it, it, it's a day of worship, Paul, and so we might as well go to, go, to, go to the GEA pitch and worship there because that's as good a place to, as any to, to, to praise the Lord. <laughs> and, Graeme, like, it's it's going to be different, obviously, this year, like, All-Ireland Hurling final in the middle of July. It's, it's, it's taken a bit of getting used to, I suppose, for the traditionalists like this, I suppose, but we're not going to know until this championship is over really what it's going to be like because I suppose everyone was kind of used to that first Sunday in September always having the All-Ireland final. Yeah, it is going to take a bit of use to but I still think you'll find there'll be 70 or 80,000 in Croke Park on, on, in July, like, you know, no matter who's in the final. Um, like, you know, even speaking to some of the some of the players in the Waker counties up here, you know, they're happy, to be quite honest with you, that there's a, a good split season there because they can concentrate in the county without any sort of interference and then go into the club, then have a wee bit of a break and go into, go into the club sort of season, like, you know, so, um, no, I'm, I'm with you, actually. I could, I'm um, it'd be great just to, can you hear me, Paul? Yeah, I just can't see you. Your camera just seemed to went there. Someone's bleeping into me, but I, I think I'm with Rory. I think go on and, you know, no, no messing around after the league. We're straight into the championship now, and the players, the players are straight into it, and 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 we all can look forward to this weekend and further further games then, and the weekend's coming up. Like I think it's, I think it'll be all right. Yes, you're maybe sort of uh, traditionalist, nice, nice fast ball and tip in Thurless and Cork and all in around August September, but, but I still think we'll be grand, and I think I'm look really looking forward to. It. 
the hurling starting up in the championship this weekend, like. Rory, I was just talking to Tom Kenny earlier, who was with the Core Twenties this year. He was talking just about the frustration um, of, I suppose, Cork do have a few players with the seniors and more than likely uh, going to lose them. You're with the Wexford Twenties this year, and the same could happen um, to you this year. Like, it must be so frustrating because, like, even if you look back at the I suppose, old under-21 competitions and you see these players going from 21s to senior, like, it created that bit more excitement about the games, but, like, ultimately now with Wexford, you could be in the same situation as Cork losing a few players. Yeah, 100%. We're up, like, we're, we're, we're out next Tuesday night in, 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 in the quarter-final against Leash and we're really in a situation, Paul, where we can't pick a team until after Wexford play Galway on, 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 on Saturday evening because we have a few fellas who, who, who may start or may come in and they're gone. They're gone from the team now. But you're, again, I've said it to you before, Paul. I don't know who comes up with these rules. To be quite honest with you, I think it's absolutely crazy. But that's neither here nor there. You have to roll with the punches as, as regards the under twenty management. But you know, I, I think what, what they're doing with it really is they're 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 first and foremost punishing a player for being good, and secondly, then they're punishing a county for developing a player into being good. You know, so there's kind of there's kind of a a, a twofold thing going on there. Right? I think it's crazy to be honest with you. You know, I I can understand maybe why he was brought in in certain situations, but you know, if it felt, I I think it could be tweaked slightly. You know, you could tweak it in a, in a sense that if a fella was on the starting team, you know, maybe there's a, there's a case to say, geez, he can't play under twenties then if he's actually starting on the team. But so far as I know, the rule is if you if you come on for thirty seconds, yeah. You're, you're you're gone until until the team is out of, out of the out of the adult championship. So I don't know where this where this rule has came out of. I don't know who came up with it really. But the sooner we change it, the better. To be honest with you, I think I think it's it's not it's not to do with me and and my involvement. But I think it's crazy to be to be punishing a fella at 19, 20 years of age and not allowing him to play with the players that he came up through the ranks with and not allowing those players as well to experience. You know. To play with a, a, a top intercounty player as well, you know, and I think it's in certain ways they devalues the competition as well. At the end of it, you know, as you said, when 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 you when you're looking at the under twenty one or learned as it was over the years, you were always looking out to see what county players were on these teams and them coming up against each other. And I don't think it did Limerick any great harm, to be honest with you. Limerick are now now our Ireland senior champions, and I heard Gerard Hegarty talking today on it, and he said there was an awful lot of their players who came through there 2014-15 thing. So, you know, I don't think it did them any harm to, to kind of maybe play both of them. Keen Lynch, I think, was heavily involved at that time with the seniors and the under-20s. Waterford team as well that won that 21s. Waterford, the very same. And sure, it's not doing them any harm. You know, I think it definitely could be tweaked and could be looked at. But I suppose from, from our point of view and Tom Kelly's point of view in Cork, there's nothing going to be done about now in the next week or so. So we have to just drive on with it. Do you have many with the seniors? We have about eight or nine fellas in 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 training with them uh, from time to time. There's probably four or five of them, maybe more in the in 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 the squad on a more regular basis. So, again, you're 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 kind of looking at it this weekend from the point of view of hopefully Wexford win the game. But again, from a selfish point of view, you're hoping that Darry Egan, you know, maybe maybe is aware that we're playing next Tuesday evening and and, and leaves us a player or two to 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 go to the leash. And like even Graham, like for some of these, say counties trying to reach the next 
level like it's it's not benefiting them either if they're losing their best players. No, because all all the counties like Leash will probably be in the same position that and like Rory said earlier there, how's a how's a good young fella that's been maybe training for the seniors going to feel if he's going to come on for ten minutes now you know on Sunday be it Leash Dublin wherever it is and then lose out on, on playing for his county for the rest of this you know it's it's a very I know I know they're trying to maybe protect players and all that sort of thing but I do think it's a bit too much I do think the county boards themselves now are, are realize the loading off the players themselves and any I'm sure Rory would be the first one looking after teams there down Wexford he's not going to wreck any young fella I think the GA is getting involved in stuff there that probably shouldn't probably don't need to get involved with like being honest about the thing like Rory looking after teams and knowing the way a young fella be training how much his load would be during the week he's not going to want to train a young fella you know night and day he's want, want, going to want him fresh for next Tuesday night so no I agree I think we're, I think we're sort of maybe jumping the gun a bit I think if a young fella's good um, and, and, and if you think back if you think back lads see when you hear of a, a new young fella playing for a senior inter-county team, it produces a bit of a buzz. You know, uh, over the years, have you ever heard of Kane Lynch or DJ Kerry or young Rory Jacob or whoever it is? Next thing you're delighted, oh, I can't wait to see this young fella, see him in Galway with the young players they had. You know, so I do think it, it's doing away with that a wee bit, you know, that maybe, maybe inter-county inter -county management teams maybe aren't going to get these young fellas in as much. You know what I mean? But what can you do? It's a rule now and um, I do think we'll just have to get on with it and we'll look forward to seeing some of these boys in under-20 championship. Like, So the Leicester Championship has come around quickly than ever. Um, the game of the weekend this weekend is the Galway-Wexford game in Wexford Park on Saturday evening and Wexford raging hot favourites going into this one, Roy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I tell you, Paul, our record, our record over the years against Galway is probably not hectic, so we 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 won't be getting too excited. As I was saying to you earlier on, Galway are 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 are, are perennial favourites for the All Ireland, so we're going to put them down as favourites again tonight, anyway, and 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 see what they're going to see what they're going to come to in Wexford Park. But no, I I think you're, I think you're right. First of all, the the, the game of the weekend in Leinster. Is 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 definitely Wexford and Galway. You know, it's a game where you know there's a lot of unknowns. Really, to be honest with you, Galway we're, we're joking there, but Galway are a little bit unknown. They're they're, they're a little bit mm. under the radar. They, they 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 had an excellent outing against Limerick in in the league. I thought they were excellent that night, and 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 they really brought the fight and the fire to Limerick and. Kind of, they played Wexford after that, and they played Cork after that. And I thought in both games, to be quite honest, I thought they were poor. I thought when they played Wexford, they were definitely poor. They looked off the pace. Now whether that was a, 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 a heavy training week or whatever it was, I don't know. And then they came back against Clare in the last group league game and and and, and won us quite well as well with, with two or three points to spare. So it's hard to know where Galway are and 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 what level they're at, but. You know, if you if you're if you if you're to look at their, their performances in the league, as I said, is it the Limerick performance or is it the Wexford performance? I'd say it's probably a little bit closer to the to the Limerick performance, but at the same time, they have they have to get uh, uh, things right maybe in their team and, and and get a settled team. And Henry is probably still looking to see 
who are his who are his top players and you know it just seems to me again from the outside not really really known the, the complete scene in Galway that there's not a uh, too many newer players stepping up and saying I'm going to be the man. There has been one or two young Monaghan there, young Grealish, a few of those fellas, a Glennon fell in the middle of the field as well, but those two or three, but the rest of them seem to be the same old fellas. So that that doesn't that that to me doesn't really make any difference because those are top class guys, but they, they haven't performed in the last few years. So Henry will be hoping that they will they will push on and, and give a big performance this weekend. And as for ourselves in Wexford we had a we had a we had a great group stage of the league, you know, we, we five out of five and you couldn't fault the whole thing. But, you know, the semi-final against Waterford was a complete no-show. It, it was a disaster. Now, again, where are we? You know, it's it's, it's hard to see. It's it's hard to know. We're, we're, we've been missing one or two players. Our team is maybe a little bit unsettled. You know, I, I, I just, just on that, like, when we were talking about Wexford playing the sweeper system, and I put the questions, yeah, I think around this time last year, was it time for Wexford to push out? And you did have that question mark over Wexford probably don't have the backs individually to go man-on-man -man with the top teams. Are you still of that opinion? Yeah, I think we're struggling at the back, to be honest with you, Paul. I, 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 I think we're probably short two or three. I've said that to you for... I'm yeah. saying that to you for three, two or three. How long as I'm talking to you, Paul, to be honest, I, I think we're short of two or three in the backs, and I still see that problem. Uh, and and a and a massive problem for me now really is we've gone through the league campaign and at the end of it we seem to have no centre back and and that, that 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 that's a problem I think Kevin Foley was operating centre back in the last two league games and Kevin is a great hurler and a great sweeper and, and a good good forward type of player but he's definitely not a centre back so I think Darry Egan over the last few weeks will will have to sort that position because it's still probably the most pivotal position in Harlan and 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 and. If if you don't have that sorted, it's going to open up gaps everywhere. And and you know we're again we're short at the back. It's going to be interesting to see are, are we going to go for a sweeper? We we've been playing a kind of a hybrid sweeper throughout the league, where Dio Keefe has been dropping back from midfield into the area, and Kevin has been dropping back as well. And it was fine in certain stages, but it was sort of maybe maybe found out against Waterford that that that, that it was it didn't really work. So. There's a, there, there's a bit of coaching and a bit of tweaking to be done with us and it's going to be interesting to see how we get on to be honest I'm, I, I'm, I'm a little bit unsure as well I think we're fine we, we, we'll be okay up top but in the back line I'd be a little bit worried if Galway cut loose there and, and, and they bring the the, the, the the type of play that they can bring we could be under a little bit of pressure Graham as well like the, the setup is going to be interesting from a Wex, Wexford perspective because like going by the Galway League games, they went with a two-man inside the forward line of Connor Whelan and Brian Cannon. Brian Cannon obviously missing a few games in the league due to a shoulder injury. But how they set up against Cannon and Whelan, because when they do play together, they they <coughs> create a lot of havoc for opposition defenses. Yeah, and the Galway Galway are a bit unknown, as you know, like Roy says, like and like it seems to be. Do, do they know their actual their, their 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 personnel that they're going with? Do they know the shape they're going to play with? You know, and and if you go to on to inside, that maybe give them an opportunity to, to play with a sweeper. Then you know, so so it is it is it's a funny it's going to be a funny game because I do think um, the two teams I think Wexford will have learned a lot from their match against Waterford. You know, um, 
like and, and, and Rory's talking about say your pivotal number six. I think Mark Fanning, I think Mark Fanning's pivotal too to the Wexford game. You know, there was a couple of being honest, he's been an outstanding goalkeeper for Wexford and they're not cutting him or anything. But you know, see see if you go short and, and, and you're turned over against these teams, go away. Uh, Waterford, all these teams are going to punish you. So if you think back to that game, there was maybe one, two or one, three um, handed to, to Waterford. And and to me, that's an energy zapper right away. I think Wexford were nearly drained sometimes from getting turned over a lot against Waterford. So I think Dar Egan, I, I think he learned a lot from that game. And, I, and, and Wexford did have a brilliant start to the league. So, so number one, I think you'll find that Wexford will be better set up. Uh, number two, who's goal are we going to go with inside? And and like like the forwards that go we have, like you would expect them. Like Rory said, said earlier, there they're nearly favourites for the All Ireland every year with the players that they have on paper. But can they produce that on the pitch? Then so like it's a massive game for Galway and Henry. The first championship game, it's a massive game for Wexford because you're beating that game. You're you're nearly. You're nearly on the back foot right away, you know. The pressure's nearly on after that one game, you know. So, um, no, it's going to be interesting, and it's I think a load of supporters will be looking looking forward to see what teams are put out, what shape they are. The Henry Shefflin thing, you know, I do think Henry will have, you know, will have his forwards playing a bit like Kilkenny. He want to take the man on and go. We have those sort of forwards there, so it'll be interesting to see, Paul. To be honest, yeah, and going by. Going by the Galway team, really, people will say it's hard to know what team is there. But like Rory, going by the league, it's actually been a settled enough team, um, especially up front. Like Conor Cooney's at eleven, Tom Allen and Keenan Fahey are the two working wing forwards. Cahill Mannion will drift out, and Kincannon and Whelan inside then. Yeah, those are the guys who seem to be. Yeah, you're right. Those are the fellows who seem to seem to start. Uh, a lot of the games, you know, I've been impressed with Young Monaghan, to be honest with you, wing forward. I, I think he's he, he's a decent player. Uh, Connor Cooney is a, is, a, is a very, very important player for Galway. He's he's a mercurial type of a player. He can be excellent, but, you know, at times he can be shut out of a game as well. So he's going to be pivotal for Galway Galway on, on, on Saturday evening. If, if, if he can play well, you know, it's it's going to it's going to make a huge difference. And I'm, I, if I was Wexford, I'd be I I'd be probably trying to shut him down first and foremost in in that centre back position. You know, he's probably a, a player that would suit him a Matthew O'Hanlon or somebody. Matthew Matthew has been playing maybe more as a corner or fullback in during the league. But you know, I'm not so sure at the moment we have a better centre back than Matthew. In, in in our squad, and I I think we'd have to be looking at that. And I know cornerbacks are pivotal as well, but I think you'd probably have to start there with with Matthew maybe trying to go toe to toe with a, a big solid man like Connor Cooney and, and see see could you see could you get on top there? And then Mannion is is vital. Then Cahill Mannion corner forward. He he's 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 drifting around. He's he's out the field. He's inside. He's excellent to score. He's excellent to distribute. So again, he's a fella. Who 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 you'd need to try and try and hold up? I'm not so sure who we have. Shane Shane Rick is Shane Rick is one of our best man markers, and he's he's out injured. He he was excellent last year on Tony Kelly in 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 the in the quart or whatever qualifier game last year, and he did a great job on him. He he'd be ideal for for Mannion, but 
he's out. So it's it's going to be interesting to see who we who we put on Mannion. Connell Flood is a, is a kind of an athletic type of a player, but he's he's maybe more of an attacker and like a problem we have in in our backs a little bit is is that some of them are just too interested in the in the attacking side of it and not as interested in the in the defensive side. So if I was if I was playing Galway this weekend, I'd be I'd be looking for my defenders to to defend. Forget about forget about getting long range points and running up the field and trying trying to dolly it up that end. Defend, shut down Mannion, shut down Connor Whelan, shut down Concannon. And let's see where we go. That that the Wexford defenders need to be teak tough this weekend. Uh, I'm I'm saying it for a while, but I I think it's time to time to start doing that. We're 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 just too many of us. There's really too many of us trying to trying to get points. Forget about points and, and fa fantasy hurling, Paul. We need we need to we need to shut down these Galway boys this weekend and lick the ball up to Rory O'Connor and Connor McDonald and Lee Chin and the boys and let them let them do the score. And it's up to them to score. It's up to the defenders to defend, and if we do that, we'll have a chance. But if we if we try and if we try and play this kind of open, expansive type of stuff, we'll be torn asunder. These Galway forwards are are, are dangerous. They've done a job on us a few times before. To be honest, they did it the year of the the year of the pandemic, the first game. They did it in a Leinster final in seventeen. So these guys are dangerous. They're they're capable of scoring, and 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 if they get their tails up, that they, they, they'll hurl. Or hurl balls in Wexford Park all evening. So I'd be looking for our backs to shut them down pretty early, get get a bit of a physical challenge in, and let's see where we go from there. And just as you mentioned, um, fantasy hurling there, um, we'll have the league uh, code and everything up um, during the week for our listeners. Um, Rory Jacob finally looking to get over the line this year, but. Yeah, I'm growing all the time, Paul. I told you that already. I'm, I'm, I, I had a good, solid league campaign now, and I've learned a lot from that. So, look out for me, Paul. You and me now, and Graham are going to go head to head for this now and see, see who can come out on top. Yeah, Graham, you have the team done early. I have the team done early, but I might have to, might have to go online on Friday night and see Kilkenny's team here. It's, it's all down to Kilkenny's team here with me. So, see if TJ Reid starts or not. Might have to be a quick change. Might have to be a quick substitution, Paul. You know, but. Um, I will see a better crack, and I'll be sure, isn't it? Like, <laughs> great crack. As long as I beat Rory, I'll be happy enough. Um, <laughs> uh, Team selection now. I'm looking for these managers now to be good to us, Graham. Aren't we? Where the managers now have to stop messing with their teams and pick their pick their players. Yeah. Well, no. Just getting back, Rory, to to something you said there earlier about defending. You know, and there's a new modern hurling out there, and there's no no doubt about it. There's a new modern hurling there, and I'm just talking number six. Like. Like number eleven, number eleven now, and you're probably coaching. You're probably coaching one of the best Camogie teams in Ireland. You're number eleven is trying to move number six out of the road, uh, move him out of position, move him to leave room for your full forward line. Like, is, is any team in Ireland that making their number six go and mark someone? Because the number eleven, you give Connor Cooney, you give all these number 11s I'm looking at them their room. They're going to score four, five, six, seven points from midfield, four or five assists. Surely nowadays the way the game is going, we short 20, 30 yard passes and, you know, number six nearly has to mark now. In, in nearly, it's nearly gone that way that number six has to stop running up the pitch. Number seven has to stop and just hold your shape and, and let them score from away back. If, if, if Dermot Burns wants to score, using him as an example, from 100 metres, well, that's dead on. But don't give Conor Cooney 20 metres to tap balls over the bar all day. You know, that's just... A wee pet hate of mine, you know. I just think sometimes 
we've lost the run of, ah, well, if he scores and then we score, why not just get six to press sometimes on number 11, you know? I know it's very hard, like, you know, you want to keep your shape for your whole back line, but I just think, you know, sometimes them things aren't done. You know, the teams will set up number 11, you know, dropping back in the midfield, going left, going right, we pop passes, next thing he's pinging balls over from everywhere, so... Um, no, I, 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 I think you're 100% right, Graham, in, in a lot of ways. I think, I think a, a centre back, it's a, it's a tough position now, to be fair. I think it's, it's, it's different than it was 10, 15 years ago, where maybe there was a lot of high ball coming down on top of you and, and you were able to judge the game. I think there's an awful lot of uh, an awful lot of judge, good judgment needs to be made, but, but still, I think there is a place for, as you said, Graham, a bit of tightness and a bit of man on man, especially maybe early on in a game. To say to a centre forward, geez, you're not going to get it all your own way here today. I'm going to be here with you, you know, everywhere you go kind of a thing. And may, maybe sit down that marker. And then after a while, maybe as, as after you do that, you can drift back into your, maybe that more of a hold and sitting position. But, you know, I, I think you're right in certain ways. I think I think there is there is too much looseness in, in, in backs nowadays. I think... I think the best centre back at the moment is probably Tyg de Borca, and he has a good balance of both of them. I think. I think he 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 drifts into the pocket at the right time, but he also comes tight at the right time. And I think you have to have that balance. But but again, to help the centre back, you need to have midfielders half forward line really really helping you out. That, that that's the key in the modern game. I think those guys are are pivotal, and then. Most teams are playing probably two inside, so that third fella is either coming out as a third midfielder or an extra half hour that that can allow a team to get somebody back into the space where the centre back might be or the centre forward might be drifting into. So there's an awful lot of that sort of stuff going on, and it's not, you're right. I, I agree with you in a lot of ways. I think the the, the real the real man on man physical stuff is kind of gone over in certain ways, and I'd like. I'd like teams to bring that back a little bit. You know, you, you have to have a balance. You can't open up your whole your whole full back line, but you have to come tight at times as well and, and, and let a man know that you're there. <laughs> Graeme, like Rory talks there about Ty De Berka does have that role of the six, but like you mentioned there, the, the six have to go out and mark, but there's a lot of sixes out there who don't want to mark, like, Maybe Court didn't know what to do when Waterford put that press on and like we see Coleman kind of sat in the role at six and Waterford went after yeah. it like and Declan Hannon does it for Limerick. Like there is sixes as well who just don't want to make. No, and, and the thing is the sixes the sixes are nearly the sixes have been coached as last since under 20, 21, 22, 23 to sit in that pocket in the edge of the day and they're probably not used to uh, you know, actually just man marking someone, you know, you know, and, and, and the corner forwards coming out the field or whatever to mark. But if you're if you're leaving a number two, three or four free to run up the pitch, it's gonna be hard to defend against that. Like, you know, so um no, I do I do think that I do think that teams there's that much video analysis now, Paul, of, of teams, what their setup is, what their shape is, what do they do when you attack them. You know, so all that teams are any wee weak link at all of shape or anything. Teams are really honing in on that now. There's that much video analysis, so um, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. You know, Court will probably, you know, we're, I know we're talking about Leinster, but Court will probably look at that and 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 learn from that as well. Like Wexford did the last day as well. You'll find it. You know, Paulie Foley and whoever else, Kevin Foley, whoever else was there. 
will have their shape. Their midfielders maybe weren't working hard enough to get back, you know, for their six, you know. So um, it's going to be interesting to see at the weekend. Uh, the bottom line is it's massive. Yeah, I, think, I think that's the... I think that's the Seems to have lost Rory there. I think he was coming in. Yeah, you, you have me, Paul? Yeah, I have you now. Am I back, Paul? Am I back in time? Yeah, no, I think I, 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 I agree with Graham, but I think if you're looking at it, I think the key to the centre-backs, the backs role now is that, and it's probably been no different for the last 20 years, I think if you look at the two best teams in the last 20 years, the Kilkenny team and the Limerick team, right? Both of them had centre-backs who you would say would sit. Brian Hogan never moved hardly away from the D, and Declan Hannon probably never moves outside the 45 for Limerick. And the key to that, to those guys being able to play that role is that those teams emphasise that their forwards have to be their best defenders. You know, and, and Limerick don't pick fellas on, in their forwards who are not going to tackle, who are not going to harass, who are not going to defend. And that's, that's what they're doing. Kilkenny were the very same. They'd eat you for the ball in the forwards. They wouldn't let you out. They'd, they'd kill a fella before they'd let it out easy. And this allows the centre-back to sit in that position. The difference with, your, you've mentioned Cork. The difference with Cork is the Cork forwards, quite simply, don't work hard enough. They don't put in enough tackles. And that puts pressure then on... Mark Coleman, who doesn't really want to mark anybody anyway. So that, that that's that's a problem for Cork. And it's if they don't sort that out, and we're not going to talk about that tonight, but if they don't sort that out, they're not going to win any All Ireland. Yeah. And like just just getting back to the Galway uh Wexford game. Um like a player game we haven't seen much of uh for Wexford is Lee Chin, like I, th I think we were talking two or three weeks ago about this, like Lee Chin's best position, and there's a lot of arguments for it. But you'd imagine Lee Chin comes back in into the team for Wexford um, this weekend. But like, where do you see him lining out? Well, a couple of guys were saying, you know, maybe maybe um, for that scoring threat, maybe put them inside the full forward line, you know. But if Connor McDonald and they have Rory. <laughs> Rory O'Connor and a couple of look. I don't. I don't think Wexford's forwards seem to be moving well. To be honest, like they're they're a good unit. They're good forwards, but um, I, I don't know where where would I play Leachin? Like Rory says, the game has changed. You're not going to be lobbing high balls in the Leachin all day. So probably he'll probably start maybe full forward or centre forward or something. Maybe let Rory O'Connor go out and roll a wee bit more around the field. So uh, maybe Rory will give us the inside track. And that Paul, uh, I'm not. I'm not giving the politicians answer now, but uh, Rory probably knows where he's going to be playing at the weekend here, so it'll give us inside line on it. Yeah, to be honest, to be, to be honest, Graham, I don't know where he's going to start. Like a lot of the talk around lead last few months is 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 his injury and is he going to be back from injury? And I still think there's a, there's there's a there's a slight doubt over 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 him whether he's going to actually start the game. I, you know, it's, it's not a hundred percent. A lot of the, a lot of the inside track seems to be that, yeah, he'll probably start, but whether he last the game is, is 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 a question mark. Now maybe that's just maybe they're just putting out that story and he's going to be fighting fit and be fine. But you know, again, I to me, I wouldn't be playing Lee in the full forward line. I think I think Wexford Wexford can't afford to have him in there. 
You know, I, I, I think if you look at the league campaign, Rory O'Connor lit up the league in, in the full forward line in corner forward and Conor McDonald in beside him is a, is, a, is a good file for us. So I think we're pretty okay there. I don't think we need to overload that line with, with Lee as well. I'd probably be going for him in the half forward line or, or, or the midfield area in the middle third of the field anyway where he can where he can where he can make his presence felt, where he can get an underneath puck outs, where he can maybe stop easy clearances going into in, 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 in on top of our back line. You know, I think I think that's probably where I'd be looking at him. But again, it's hard to know where will Darry Egan and then look for look at him. It's it, you don't know. Maybe maybe they'll go for a completely different one and You'll see Lee, Lee, Lee Chin at centre-back because, again, as I said to you, I don't see who the obvious centre-back for us is at the moment. And there has been talk around us that Jack O'Connor was playing centre-back in a, in, in a training game. And maybe that's where he's going to play. But, again, I, I'm sure they're looking at that position to see can we can we tighten that up. So, again, not to spoil it on you, but I, I don't have the answer on Lee. But I just hope he's on the field, to be honest with you, and, and, and he's able to play for an hour for us. And is he back? I presume... If Chin starts, he's back on the freeze this weekend. Yeah, I would expect them to, to, to Paul. As I said to you before, like a problem maybe Wexford have had for a while is they haven't had a free taker, a real natural one. And Lee has been on them the last three or four years and, and done quite well in championship on them. So I would say if Lee is starting, Lee, Lee will be on the freeze. I, I said to you before, Rory O'Connor has been on him in the league, but he's not the most natural or comfortable on them. You know, he, 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 and I'm sure Rory would be happy enough to allow Lee at them as well. So I think if Lee Chin starts, Lee Chin will be hitting the freeze. And, and Graham, like, looking at the game, uh, obviously it takes place at half four in Wexford Park, uh, live on Sky Sports. Um, but what, what kind of a game do you think we can expect this weekend? Um, well, we're hoping, hoping it's a good weekend well, or hopefully it's a high scoring game, but. I, I do think that Wexford will play with sweeper, like you know, um, so maybe that'll tighten tighten the scoring end of it up. And like Rory said earlier, there, I think Wexford would know themselves that they, they can't go in the shoot, shoot out with Galway. So I do think it'll be maybe press a sweeper back there and 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 and, and keep it tight. So um, the way Hurland's gone, he can still find, even though it's a tight enough game, it'll be a you know a high high enough scoring, but. I just don't think it'll be a goal fest, let's put it that way, you know, and I'm sure Wexford and Rory's probably hoping the same that it's not a goal fest. Um, it's hard to know, Paul, like, you know, even, like, you'd be studying matches the whole time, but the the, 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 league, the league games have been, in all, you know, the league games have been sort of up and down results, up and down scores. Like, you know, Wexford beat Limerick in the first, first game, say, one eleven to eleven. Like when would you ever have seen that? I know it was in the middle of winter, but when do you ever see as as low scoring game? So it is. I keep saying that, and I hate repeating myself. Like, but all these games, and you would wonder, is there a bit of cuteness, you know, and uh, and some of the teams not showing their hand? Like, you know, I think Jack O'Connor was he in the half back line in the first game against Limerick, done very well, and I don't think you've seen there the rest of the league. So. For a supporter like myself, just randomly looking at some of the games, you'd wonder, is there a bit of cuteness coming, leading into the championship? You know, so again, I, I don't know. I think it'll be a tight enough game. I don't think it'll be a, you know, 420 to 325 sort of thing. I don't think it'll be that. But I'm still expecting high enough scoring, Paul. I don't know. 
And it, like in previous like results from the sides of met, Wexford obviously had a sweeper in operation then, but like something Galway were able to do to Wexford, like you talked in the past Rory, about maybe Galway having the, the advantage, but it's just been they haven't necessarily went for goals, but they've been able to just suppose bypass the sweeper with just long range shooting most of the time besides Met, but I suppose Wexford did get that victory in Pierce Stadium as well in the league, which could be massive. Yeah, I, do, I, I don't think the league game will have any any bearing on anything really, Paul. I, again, I I just thought by Galway on that in that league game they were very very flat. It just looked to me that they that they had beaten Limerick, and then they went for a maybe a heavy training week coming into the Wexford game and probably probably decided that 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 will will we're happy enough with where we are. I I think I think the. I think going back to what Graham is saying, the, the game I'd expect to be pretty tight. I think from a Wexford point of view, if you're looking at it from, from the last game against Waterford, sure it was like the opening of the Red Sea, like there was goals going in, there was points everywhere. I think if there's a if there's if there's if there's anything as regards to coaching in Wexford in the last few weeks, they're emphasizing defense, keeping it tight, marking our men, stopping the easy scores and uh, again, we've had a good record in, in in Wexford Park over the last five or six years, and it's probably it probably it's it's probably not not a, it's not a small pitch Wexford Park, but it plays small if you know what I mean. It plays quite small. The wind there's generally wind in this, and that 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 can create bunches and rocks and breaking ball situations. And I think whoever can win the most of that dirty ball and, and and can get the most quality ball into their full forward line is going to probably win the game and you know I, I think it's going to come down to something as very very simple as that and, and, and that'll come down to hunger that'll come down to work rate it'll come down to battling and you know it's going to be, I, I think we'll respond this weekend but whether we're good enough to, to win I, I'm not so sure, to be honest. I think I'd, I'd be afraid of the Galway forwards against us. I think the three full forwards are are dangerous. I think I think Connor Cooney is a very dangerous centre forward, and I'd be I'd be a little bit afraid of that. But if we can if we can hold those guys, I think we 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 will we, we, we'll give it a we'll give it a go. And I think Galway might can get it all their own way down Wexford Park. Like some of the matchups, uh, Graham, uh, like a key one. You'd expect Dolly Burke to go on Conor McDonald, maybe Liam Ryan on uh, Conor Whelan. They're two really to relish. Oh, big time. You know, these are some of the best, like uh, some of the best forwards in Ireland, some of the best fullbacks as well, Liam Ryan. You know, so yeah, there's there's some brilliant, like, and then if Lee Chin was playing, who would pick him up? You know, can't have him run the round of field either. Uh, no, definitely, it's going to be some brilliant matchups. And, you know, again, you know, like so some of them forwards maybe try to take Dahi Burke out, out of the square a bit, like because we're talking about earlier the game has changed. Like I don't think Wexford will want me lobbing high balls down on top of Dahi Burke or Gerard McInerney. You know, I, I don't I think I think we would agree that I don't think that'll work. Like and Conor McDonald's brilliant in the air and all, but they don't want too many high balls dropped in on top of them, you know, with with the likes of one of them two guys marking them. So um yeah, brilliant mark matchups. Um, but it'll all come down to who can probably who can probably start the game well, get a few scores on the board, sit back, defend well, you know. So it's all down to Saturday night. Now these two boys are playing cute. Like one one fella's saying, one fella's saying that go uh, that, that Lee Chin might not even be playing. 
and the other guy saying that Wexford are favourites for the game. So I don't know, you are too. Ah, they have to be favourites going in the league for him. Like it's all about the league, fairness. <laughs> I, I, I think looking at it, another point to add in on that before Paul gets excited there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm just looking at the I'm just looking at the Galway backline, and and a slight maybe worry for Galway could be they have a lack of pace in their backline. I think that could be that could be somewhere where where we might have a chance up there to 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 to, to get to get to get scores. Like Rory O'Connor is very very athletic, very fast. Uh, if Lee Chin is in there, he's again quite athletic, quite fast. And I just look at some of the Galway backs; they're, they're good players. I get ball. your, I get your point there. It's probably Grealish and Morrissey are two quick enough defenders, like in a foot race. But it's it's the other players down the centre: Dahi Burke, yeah. Gareth McInerney, Finton Burke, Mannion. Yeah, it's the other three or four players. I think you know. Yeah, you can have two two fast fellas, but if you if you have four fellas who are, you know, maybe struggling for legs a little bit, that could be that could be a place where where, where you'd have a chance. So if I was Wexford, I'd be I'd be trying to open up the space here now and 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 trying to get into a situation to put maybe even these cornerbacks Grealish and 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 Morrissey and these guys who are complete greenhorns really to Championship Hurland, put them maybe in one on one situations and filter back the field and run at these fellas and see can we see can we can we open them up that way we're not going to open up in a physical battle the Graham is right there's no point in putting balls in on top of Dahi Burke and Finton Burke and Garod McInerney and these guys these these will eat you for dinner for, with this that type of ball but you know if, if we can as I said if we can win the dirty breaking ball and back turn them over there and either run at them or play good ball into space we, we we might have a chance. We might keep it poked out to you as yet, Paul. Uh, Rory, uh, hopefully, hopefully we're still in the game now at halftime. Uh, Rory, um, you 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 weren't brought into the Wexford management team or anything before uh, for, for this weekend. You would have experience of moving a team around Crook Park, would you not, to win the Leinster final of the year? He's won the Leinster final against Kilkenny. Do you remember that? Yeah, well, again, <laughs> I remember that. That's back in the dark ages now, Graham. But I remember, I remember, I remember it quite well. And you know, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of a similar scenario in a lot of ways. We had a team that, you know, we probably weren't the most physical team, so we had to come up with something to stop, stop putting bombarding high balls in on top of you, Kenny fellas. So again, I'd be, I'd be hoping, hopeful that Darry Egan, with his experience with with Tipperary and his know-how of working alongside Eamon O'Shea will be able to bring that side of the game to, to our forwards and see can we can we can we make hay there but the most important thing I'll go back to it again I think we'll probably score enough but if if if, if we're not tight enough in the back and we're we're, we're giving away simple scores we we're, we're going to be under big pressure so our backs this week you know I I wouldn't be giving them a whole lot of dinner to be honest with you if I was home in Wexford I'd be keeping them hungry and <laughs> And see, can they go out and and and, and tear into a few ball lads early on and see what they're made of? Graham, and like to finish on this game before we look at the uh, two other games, Graham is the neutral now. Uh, who are you going for in this one? Um, well, with the sound of it, used to boys there, you'll hardly get fifteen to turn up the games <laughs> or something. <laughs> so if, if one team turns up with fifteen. 
No, uh, seriously, uh, Galway. Have to go with Galway. I know Wexford are uh, they unbeaten this year in in the in the in Wexford Park, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm putting Galway down as favourites because I do think they have the players, their physical size. Number two, number three. I'm waiting for Henry to start. You know, there's going to be a kick in Galway now here coming through, but that, I don't think there'll be much between the sides. To be quite honest, I think Wexford will have learnt a lot. Um, from the game against Waterford. So, slight point or two win by, by Galway. Then the uh, next game after that on Saturday is Westmead hosting Kilkenny in Cusack Park at six o'clock. Rory, like, what do Westmead look for in this game, do you think, now preparing for this week against the Cats? Well, sure. First and foremost, they're 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 looking for performance, Paul. They're they're, they're looking to see can where where are we and measure themselves up against the Kilkenny and, and and see can they can they get them up themselves up to a level to 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 compete with it with the Kilkenny and 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 to to make their 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 evening difficult. You know that that that's first and foremost what they're looking for. You know, probably they're realistically they're probably not going to win the game, but. You know, at the same time, the players won't be thinking that, and they they they'll be preparing for this game as much as any other, and they'll be looking to put on a, a good performance at home in Cusick Park. You know, it's a tight little ground. It's 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 it gets a good atmosphere when they get going, and there's there's serious passion for hurling in Westmead. So they'll be hoping to get a performance, as I said, and and to try and really get Kilkenny nervous and get bring the game deep into the second half if they can if possible and see where they go from there you know the, the last thing they want is to be conceding early scores or allowing Kilkenny to get away from them and it sort of turns into a into a route you know they, they want to just try and stay with them keep it tight and see can they get in at half time in the game and, 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 and push on then from there Graham you've seen Westmead I suppose up close and personal in that league final where Safe to say they comfortably defeated down um in the end. Like, do you think there is enough quality in that Westmead team for them to compete this weekend? Oh god, I yeah, I think they're good enough. They're good enough say should have half a goalway playing for them, do they not? <laughs> it's the one now. Uh, it's it's no. actually interesting though, there, um with Davy and Rowan and Glennon, like they're I suppose both playing with Mullia and they're both gonna play against each other this year in the championship. Yeah, um, no, it, like, it's a funny, it, it's a funny situation for the likes of a Westmead hurler there now, you know, because like Rory says, you're getting against super power to try to beat those guys. They're they're off the back of a, they're off the back of a great win there. They've, they went up to Division One next year, and um, they've been in Division One last year. Um, they the, they'll have experienced and they'll they'll know. Like personally speaking, when you get these situations, goals is key. If you can see the couple of goals early, it sucks the energy clean out here. You know, if you if you can if Westmead can keep it tight even for the first twenty minutes and stop Kilkenny from scoring two or three goals, you know, then like Rory says, there's maybe a wee bit of pressure and you'll you'll build up a wee bit of momentum and there'll be a bit of the fans will be starting to cheer a bit and get behind the team, etc. So, um, no, I do think I do think it's very difficult for Westmead, but it's a massive opportunity for the players. All the supporters, all the kids watching the game, going in, getting autographs and stuff. Um, it's brilliant for Westmeath Hurling to be able to go up against Kilkenny, let's be honest. Um, but I do think if, if I was looking at it, I would really, really want, I really wouldn't want to see goals. 
I wouldn't mind conceding that four or five, six points, but um, I wouldn't want Kilkenny running through scoring scoring goals early because it could be end up, you know, a hammering match. You know, that's uh, that, that's the sort of scenario. I've been there before with all that, you know, a weaker team playing one of the super powers in Harden, and it's it's not good because how do Westmead come back after maybe two or three goals early on? They're not, whereas a couple of points you, you wouldn't mind. Like, so um, I think they'll have their targets, though. I think they'll be looking, you know, concede less goal, you know, let's not concede goals, lads, you know, keep it down, you know, let, let, let's get a few scores on the board, let, let's score every, let's have it get a score every couple of minutes, you know, something like that, they'll have their own targets within the, the game and their performance, like Rory says, will be number one, so and I know I know the Westmeath uh, manager, Joe Fortune there from, he used to manage Bally Bowden and he, he, he's very clued in now, he'll know, he'll know Kilkenny inside out and he'll have done plenty of analysis on them too, Paul, like, you know, Graham, just that from like your own experience of playing, I suppose, of being the weaker county coming up against one of the powerhouses, like from your own experience, would you fully believe when you were playing then that you were going to get a result going into that encounter? Well, there's, there's always a bit of hope. Like, you know, I do I do think you, you always, there's always that bit of hope um, when you're a hurler, even at club level, you think about it yourself at club level and you're playing the strongest team in the league, you're hoping, like when we were hurling, when we were playing hurling 50 years ago, like Rory said earlier, you're always hoping for somebody to get two or three flicks on the ball and two or three goals and, and then defend well. We, we things like that you were, you were just hoping for, you know. Um, I know the game has changed. Um, but no, there was always that bit of hope when we're playing, no matter who we're playing, um, like we were in Division 1, um, probably for four or five years there when I was playing like and you, you probably get zero wins um, to be quite honest against the superpowers like but you're just trying to keep the score down looking at your own performance keeping freeze down looking at your own performance again you know not giving freeze away if you're out the pitch um, forwards trying to get scores you know defenders not letting his man score so it'll be all about the performance Paul to be quite honest and, and, and building that for Westmead like you know like, I think it was the down game, Rory. I don't know, did you hear about this? But, like, Joe Fortune said that the players in Westmead had a meeting themselves after they, they were beaten that day. Like, just that their standards weren't good enough. And, like, that's a really encouraging sign, like, when they're demanding the best standards of themselves heading into this campaign. Yeah, that, that, that's what you'll find in, in, in most good teams, Paul, and most top teams that... The players will know themselves what standards are and what's that what 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 they expect of themselves and you know as a manager what more can you ask for really that the players are driving it you know because it at the end of the day and I know I know it's a cliche maybe but you know it's it's the players' team like the manager is just there to 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 steer the ship to to maybe make a few substitutions to provide a, a, a maybe a platform for them to perform. But at the end of the day, it's the players out on the field are the ones who are going to make the difference and they're the ones who have to perform. So, you know, I'm sure Joe Fortune, obviously he said it, but he was delighted with that to see the players taking ownership of it and deciding that that our performance against Down in the first game in the league wasn't good enough and they came back. You know, Graham, Graham probably saw it, but they they emphatically took care of down in in the last league game, and they, they they I'm sure they got great confidence from that, and 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 are looking forward to this weekend. You know, again, 
you know, I've maybe been in that situation like Graham as well, where, where, where you're not expected to win. But at the same time, as Graham says, there's always hope there and players are, players are not training and preparing to go out and lose. So the, the Westmead guys going to bed on Friday night or Saturday night whenever the game is on, they, they'll be going to bed with, with hopes and dreams of going out tomorrow and, and, and having, a, having the performance of their lifetime. And sure, God knows where it can take you then. You know, you'd never know what can happen on a particular day. But, you know, in all reality, you think Kilkenny are going to win. But at the same time, from a Westmead point of view, they're, they're going to look at it and, and, and they should attack it and relish it because these opportunities don't come all the time either. And, and you know, when you get Kilkenny coming down into your own backyard, you know, you want to... They want to go at it, and for those guys, they'll want to they'll want to put on a performance and show show Kilkenny and show their own supporters how good they are, you know. And like Graham, you talked for Westmead about um, not conceding the goals early on and staying in this game, but like a, a good start here, as I'm sure, is something they're going to aim for all week because, like, if they can get the crowd behind them straight away in this game, like it 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 makes Kilkenny a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 that's you're hoping, like Rory said, you're you're trying to start the game well. Um, they'll have their targets, like you know, so the good start will be the target. They'll train, they'll have trained probably on the start, the first five minutes, and then reset again, and then five five minutes again, and reset again. You know, so they will have they will have probably done that. You know, and 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 Joe Joe would be Joe would have probably all the different scenarios organized if they score early, if we score score early, or whatever, but. Ultimately, I think Westmeath will go out to have good hurlers, you know, as well. Like, you, you know, we're not we're not dissing them like either, you know, the 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 Davy Glennon and these guys and 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 um some of the Westmeath forwards, big full back there, Tommy O'Donnell, they're Tommy Doyle, yeah, and Killian Doyle. They're no they're no mugs either, like they're pretty they're well accomplished to 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 hurl, but I think they'll they'll maybe pull what they'll maybe do is take wee five minute blocks or six, ten minute blocks and try to just play their way through that and try to get a few scores on the board early and try to gain possession. Like, you know, um, defensively, I don't, I don't think Westmeath will do anything. I think number two will be Martin 15 and they just stick with him and try to do his best. And, you know, they won't think, they'll keep it simple, you know. Um, so, and, and like, from, from talking to a couple of the down guys, like, you know, um, they're, Westmeath are a big enough side. They're not, there's a couple of big units, uh, you know, within their defence. So I don't think he'll just the Kilkenny just won't run over the top of them too easily either, you know. So um, no, definitely it's an intriguing game as well, Paul, because like I say, you'll maybe see the step up. Will you see the step up from that Division One to Division Two? So um, no, looking forward to it, and I just hope Westmeath play to the potential. You're always hoping the weaker county can give a real, real good account of themselves, like you know. So um, like Antrim. Antrim played Kilkenny there in Nolan and, and scored 3-9 or 3-10 in the league. You know, which which is, like, if you can get Westmead scoring three or four goals and then adding your points and frees and different things to it, you never know. You know, you just never know. Now, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I think Kilkenny are purring along rightly. Like, um, they seem to be, they seem to have added a few players into the group. They seem to have a nice brand of hurling. They've changed the style slightly. So, um, it's a massive, massive task. Let's be honest for Westmead, you know, getting off the back of Division Two, you know. So, um, but I'm really, I just hope they make a good account of themselves, like you know. Yeah, and Rory Graham talks there about um, some of the new Kilkenny talent that's 
came in. Um, Mikey Butler, obviously, uh, one of the standouts. David Blanchfield, um, and like they've been without Connor Brown as well in midfield, which big loss. TJ Reid hasn't uh, didn't play during the league, um, so there is bodies to come back there. But like one learning thing you'd have to say is. Like, Kilkenny are trying to work the ball through the lines more this year. Uh, we've seen it in the league. But then, in that court game particularly, they were guilty of just, I suppose, maybe old school when it worked for them, of lumping the ball like to the edge of the square. And I, I suppose that is something probably that they need to get a bit of a balance right there. Yeah, but... I, I, I... I think there, I think there has to be a balance to your game anyway, Paul. You can't. I think, I think personally, you can't work every ball through the lines either. You know that's easy to, easy to, to maybe, maybe challenge and easy to find out as well. So, you know, even though Kenny have slightly changed, changed their game, they're not going to go away from maybe some of the things that have worked for them before as well, where you put the ball in around the mixer and a, and a player can 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 win win that kind of dirty one in around the square and get a goal that's that's still part of the game as well you know I think I think we can get carried away with with through the lines and 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 finding fellas all the time but I think I think there's a place for it in a certain sense as well you know maybe that Cork game yeah they they they, they did go away from what was working for them but you know Cork probably got the momentum at the right stage in that game and Cork are difficult to stop in that situation then, especially down in Parky Cueve, you know, but still there was only three or four points in it in the end of it and I'd say Brian Cody coming out of that evening was happy enough, I'd say. He was, he, obviously, he's a competitor, he'd want to get in the final. He's probably happy enough, he's, he's found one or two players though, and, 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 and some of those players even on that evening probably struggled a little bit, but they delighted with that as well that they, they've been in a situation now where they're, everything is not going their way, and they're 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 kind of having to having to struggle, fight their way, fight their way through the game, and that's that's a crucial thing. And then with with Kilkenny, there's a there's a few unknowns there as well. Like you know, we're talking about Galway, but you know, it's all very quiet on the TJ Reid front, front. Like you know, is 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 he going to play? Is he is he part? I'm sure he's part of the squad, but is 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 he back? Is he is he, is he ready to play? You know. What's the story with him? They're keeping it very, very quiet down there. Maybe this, maybe this GPA strike is suiting Cody and Kilkenny because there's there's no word coming out anywhere and nobody's heard anything about it. And from Kilkenny's point of view, they've a nice start to the to the Leinster Championship. They can ease their way into it. If the Westmead, I think first and least second. So you know, I think they've they've two good games to possibly get TJ into and and get him up and running for the bigger test down 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 further and. You know, they'll be looking to they'll be looking this weekend now to, to to obviously get a performance, get a win, but get out of there without any injuries and to, and to keep their sharpness and 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 keep the I suppose competition for places going because there's there's a lot of options in Kilkenny at the moment. There seems to be a lot of forwards anyway. You know, there's you haven't mentioned even Adrian Mullen there. He he's another guy who hasn't been maybe featured a whole lot, and he's he's one of their top forwards as well. So you know there's there's competition there, and these Kilkenny lads will want to be hitting the ground running this weekend because they'll notice if they don't perform, Cody will have them out, and and, and somebody else will be in. And Graham, that's the thing. Like as Rory says there with their first two games, like it's it's a handy way like to be easing players back in because the majority of the players Cody 
give did give that chance to um throughout the league campaign. Like there's a lot of players who put their hands up. Yeah, um, and and some of them players um were tasked with you know there were the tasks that Cody gave them. Like for instance, E. Butler was was Martin Desi Hutchins in one of the league games there. So so like and and Cody Cody seems to unearth a couple of players the whole time and 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 you'll find that just from his past looking at the way Brian Cody operates his last 20 years he, he won't care that TJ Reid's turned up and says he's fit he'll have to do it on the training field probably you know and, and show to Brian that listen I'm ready to go here so um, it'll be interesting to see what what they've been doing in Nolan Park if it's anything in the last 10 or 15 years anything to go by the, the training games that they've played and stuff so um, yes they've unearthed some players but there's some unreal talent to come TJ Reedy and Adrian Mullen to add into that group as well. Like, you know, so um I just I just be I'd be just wary of, of Westmead and the level they're at this weekend, you know, and, and Brian never was really the type to give give a Westmead or a down or somebody an, an awful beat neither, you know. So um I think it's ideal for him that he's he's a team in and he always likes flying under the radar, like um, you know, um, not not sort of showing his hand too much, etc. Like you know, and like like Rory said earlier, Paul, you know, and I know Cork beat Kilkenny, but for for fifty minutes that game in, in that in that league, um, in that league in Party Kiev, Kilkenny gave Cork as, as good as they got for most of that game, um, and Brian will have his couple of guys that will look. The, the, Kilkenny's tactics are every bit as up to date as anyone else. They'll have analysis done on what happened the last 10 or 15 minutes, whether it was go long, whether it was work rate, whatever it was, and that'll be tweaked too coming into the championship. Like, So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see now. Just looking at the um, third game and the final game in the uh, round robin uh, group in Leinster, uh, that's the last game on Saturday evening, half six in Pernod Park, Dublin versus Leash. Um, Rory, I was I was talking to Ronan Hayes at the Kim and Cook Croaks uh, for their New Jersey launch, and you you could still see that that defeat for Dublin. I I know it's been a while now, but it's still one that hurts them to this day. Like, and and they're still wary of this Leash side. Um, as much as Leash probably are going to be written off this weekend. Yeah, well, you see, traditionally, Paul. Leash and You know, they kind of saw out the league campaign then from there. So it's a, it's, it's a big, big day for Dublin this weekend. And Leash are going to come to town expecting to, to put on a performance and, 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 and probably expecting to get a win, to be honest. Graeme, um, as a goalkeeper, uh, Matty has really changed around the keepers um, between Alan Nolan and uh, Sean Brennan throughout the league. Like, Who do you see starting in the goals this weekend? Um, I, I don't know, Paul. Um, 
I do I do think that uh, Alan Alan Nolan has has uh, Matty has went with him in the championship in the last couple of seasons. You know, um, um, so so uh, like yes, Alan's probably getting the twilight of his career. What is he 34, 35 or whatever? And, and Sean's probably in his prime. And uh, Dublin Hurling probably needs needs Sean Brennan getting getting a few championship games as well. So you might find that the likes of um, I don't know what, what's going on in training or whatever, but the likes of uh, Matty will probably go on, on on what they're doing in training games because Dublin do they'll probably have training games in Parnell fifteen v fifteen and stuff. So, um, but I, I still think Noli will probably start ahead of Sean. Um, um, they're two good goalkeepers now. I was in Dublin actually in two thousand nineteen coaching the keepers um, when Leeds beat us, um, but. Um, not my fault now, Paul. You're, you're. <laughs> so you, you're, you're, you're admitting then, Graham. You're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I think we only conceded one goal now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I work with the two fellas, and 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 like Dublin people say, you know, I've heard a few people saying Dublin took their eye of the ball. Dublin, Dublin prepared, and, and I was part of the group. You know, the the prepared every bit. The same way they did for Tip in the in the league quarter final, the same way they did for Galway in the Leinster semi final, whatever it was, uh, they beat Galway and Parnell uh, one Saturday evening, and the following Sunday or Saturday they were playing Leash, and they prepared the same way, um, and and they just they just didn't fire for them on the day, and uh, no matter what you do as a management team, Rory, when the momentum was with Leash in the last 15, 20 minutes, Dublin just couldn't draw themselves back, and. That that happens, you know. That's that's just the bottom line, and and leash, leash of some good players as well, you know. And and that's the bottom line. Like you know, Matty Kenny will know, um, Paddy Purcell, you know, he'll know all the leash players. Leash will do the same. Cheddar Plunkett will know all, you know. Ronan Hayes, what way he plays. Uh, Danny Sutcliffe, <laughs> Trollier, all them boys. They, 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 like there won't be much between them team. Them teams have played each other a lot. In the past two or three years, to be honest, like you know, so um, no, it'll be a tight game now. And like Rory says, you know, Dublin are you know, Dublin will get it tight against Leash, like so they will. And, and and another thing, lads, is does 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 Parnell actually suit Dublin in this scenario? You know, with the tighter pitch, would would Dublin be better playing that match in Croke Park? You know, bigger, bigger, wider field. You know, it's just another, it's just another scenario. It's just another argument. You would, you, would, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to it. Rory, you're the All Iron winning coach. You know, you're you should be able to tell us that, the, the answer to that one. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think I think uh, Parnell Park is definitely a leveler. To be honest with you, from Dublin's point of view, it levels the game. It makes it even, like. If I was Matty Kenny as a manager, I'd prefer to have that game in, in Crow Park than I would in Parnell Park, especially against Leash. You know, if I was if I was if I was Dublin playing against Kilkenny or Wexford or Galway, I'd want it in Parnell Park. But when I'm playing Leash, I'd probably want it in, in Crow Park. So yeah, it is a it is a fair point, but it's 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 going to be there and they're going to have to deal with it. I, I think from I think from looking at the game closely and just looking at the both of the teams with it with, 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 for me. I think they're they're they're. If you look at Dublin first and foremost, I think Dublin are very strong in, in defensively. They, they 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 have a good backline. They're very very strong backs. I'm I think they have good forwards, but I'm not so sure they have 
they have what I call real marquee forwards that are going to win a game for you. And, and, and that's where they're going to have to up their game a little bit more, getting forwards who can maybe score one, three, one, four when it'll come to the really big games. I think Donald Burke he scores his frees and he does his bits and pieces. Danny Sutcliffe does the same thing. Does that come play. from Sutcliffe and Burke dropping too deep at stages, do you think, Rory? Yeah, quite possibly, Paul, but th- th- that's the way wing forwards in the modern game are playing, you know. Sut- Sutcliffe is going to be doing that and at most he's only going to get you the two or three points anyway and that, 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 that's kind of his role. So, you know, I, I think for Dublin, Ron Hayes is going to have to step up big time, I think. I think Eamon Dillon, again, he's been on and off the team, but I, I think he's good enough to start on the Dublin team. He, sh- he, sh- he should be starting and, and, you know, adding in maybe at least three points a game there in the full forward line. Like, I, just, I just think that's, that, that, that's what's holding them back. Their forward line is not really... They're fine, but they're not able to shoot the, the, the big scores that are needed to beat the top teams. I think defensively, they're really good. Like Owen O'Donnell is, I was fed up talking about him, but he, I, I rate him as the best fullback in the country. I think he's absolutely excellent. Paddy Smith is excellent. Keno Callahan is excellent. You know, Daryl Gray, all these fellas, top class backs. You know, James Madden, another really, really good back, a solid fella. All these fellas. And their forwards, again, as I said, they're good players, but they're just maybe lacking that that Jason Ford or that. that uh, that Patrick Horgan in his prime or that Tony Kelly that can that can win a game for you when it gets really, really tight and you're really expecting it to happen. And then on the other hand, with Leash, I think it's the other way around. I think Leash are 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 good up top. You know, I think I think they're, they're Paddy Personal, Willie Dunphy, Ross King, Chad Wire, unbelievable player, Picky Marr, all these fellas, you can roll them off your tongue. They're excellent f- players that make any team in the country. And of good backs as well, but I just think they they leak scores too much in their backline. They they've had problems. Look at any of their their games over the last three or four years, and they've scored enough. I say that to you all the time, but they don't. They concede way too much. So it's going to come down to that balance this weekend. Can the leash forwards? It's going to be the battle between the leash forwards and or the sorry the leash backs and the Dublin forwards, and whoever wins that battle is going to win this game this weekend for me. I, I, I feel that. And, and I'd probably be, be, be along the lines of Dublin and I'll probably end up winning it. But I think it's going to be tight. And like Dublin in the league where without uh, Dara Gray, Liam Rush, Keane Boland, uh, Keane O'Sullivan as well. So four name, big names there, they're out. But like Graham, from having worked with that group, like Ronan Hayes has looked... To cemented the 14 position and even Fergal Whiteley throughout the league as well he looks to be in 13 but the 15 position there and at number 15 for Dublin you'd have Aidan Mellis being there throughout the league Colin Curry uh, Eamon Dillon like like who for you gets that number 15 jersey the, the one guy that, that Rory mentioned earlier Eamon Dillon he, he, he is he is a, a guy that you know and, and again you know, not working with marquee forwards like like Rory has done there or, or Tip or Cork or anything, but the player that I always used to enjoy watching at, at, at the, the Dublin training games was Eamon Dillon up front because he was a goal-getter. He really wanted to go for goals. Like, he really was good at taking his man and really focused in on trying to get goals. So, uh, personally speaking, like, for Dublin to get 
to, to a higher, higher level, you need that man performing. You know, you need him. Um, I don't think you can afford him coming off the bench for 20 minutes. Now, I do know that he was injured there for a while. So, um, maybe had big hamstring problems, I think, as well. Maybe, maybe Trollier can, can get him on the, on the ball a bit more and, and, and with, with the likes of Rush coming back, hopefully, this probably the six, and, and maybe. You, you can maybe get a bit more quality ball into the forwards from propelling the ball into the, from the half-back lane. But um, no, Ronan, he is, is, is also a lot bigger and a lot stronger now than he was when I was there in 2019. You know, so they are they are in pretty good shape, those fellas. Like, and, and like, there was also a lot of talk now, uh, not when I was there now, but uh, there was a lot of talk at the time about uh, Conal Callum. Like, he's a pretty strong... Lad, like if, if Dublin forwards could add him to the group, Jesus, there'd be some asset. He'd be some asset to, to the Leinster Championship. Even um, never mind Dublin. Like he 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 was a pretty accomplished hurler too. Like so, um, no, a trollier for me would be my fifteen uh, alongside Ronan Hayes, and um, hopefully Liam. I love watching Liam Rush because, like Rory said earlier, he he reminds me of the old fashioned number six. You know, he's brilliant. He, he dive on the end and catch a ball. Good long clearance. He's a gentleman as well. A lot of time for me when I was there as well. So um, I hope hopefully Liam Rush can start because he's always a player I enjoyed watching. You know, so uh, no, they're good. Like when I was there, Paul, like coming from down, they treated me like royalty. To be quite honest, with me the players like you know Colin Keeney and uh, Liam Rush and Alan Nolan and Sean Brennan. Them guys were great with me. Like to be honest, and like. Just on leash, like like last year, close to going down, managed to stay up in the league as well. Rory, like in games, like didn't go the way where they wanted. But like one thing you have to say, like is the character of leash uh, is something not to be questioned. Like to concede seven thirty one against Waterford, which is probably a very bad drubbing to take and still to pull off that result against Antrim to stay up in Division 1 Hurling again but like like that again like they will be looking to progress it on further Yeah and I, you know you're, you're saying you're saying about Leash but I, I think it's no coincidence that they're able to pull out these results because you know again not knowing Cheddar Plunkett but just listening to him and hearing about him hurling and looking at him playing against his teams over the years He's, he's an excellent manager and he's well able to organise a team and he knows the way the modern game should be played and he has the real the real leash feeling at heart as well and he's able to get that that little bit extra out of them you know even even when they're getting those drubbins you know by a Waterford or whoever it is he's he, he's able to bring the players back on side and, and get them focused again and I'm sure leash you know they they focused in on probably two or three games in the year and the Antrim game in the league was probably one of them, and I'm sure Leash have focused in on this Dublin game in the first round of the Leinster Championship as an opportunity for them to to push themselves into a position where they may be competitive in the Championship. They, uh, as I said, as I said to you already, Leash would traditionally see themselves on a par with with Dublin, so they 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 won't have any they won't have any inhibitions going up to Parnell Park on Sunday or. Is it Saturday evening, Paul? On, on Saturday, Saturday evening, evening yeah. Saturday it. evening. So they, they won't have any inhibitions there at all. They'll go up there fully believing that we're good enough to win this game, and they will have targeted this game game from early on to see can we can we beat Dublin? Can we progress? 
can we beat Dublin? Can we beat Westmead this year and, 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 and maybe get ourselves into a situation where we're not maybe in a, in a, in a relegation playoff? And that, that's where Leash will be looking this year and then possibly next year push on and see can they, can they uh, keep that, that, that progress going, beating Dublin and maybe Westmead or Offaly or whoever it is comes up or Antrim or whoever it is and, and maybe push on then to see can we take on Wexford and... Wexford and Galway and Kilkenny. So Cheddar will have a plan in his head. He'll 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 have them well drilled. He'll have them well coached, and I'm sure there's 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 a plan there. And it's going to be in, going to be very very interesting. I think you know that, that that's a game that's that, that that is very very hard to call. I think to be honest, I think Dublin. Yeah, they've been playing at a higher level throughout the league, but I said already, I think this league means very very little. And I think on the day. If Leash can get 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 their tails up and as I said, hold the Dublin forwards and shake them up a little bit, you know we saw that that, that day against Kilkenny when Dublin were put under pressure in the league, you know their, some of their skill sets let them down. So they'll be hoping to to get Dublin into a into a situation where they're panicking on the pitch and and then they'll have forwards, as I said, we've named them out already, but they they have forwards on their team who can score and take points and Le- Leash are generally a team who'll score. 23 or 4 points and, and, and if they can get that they'll, they, they, they'll have a chance here on, on Saturday evening. Just then to uh, finish uh, there's three Joe McDonough Cup games as well on um, Saturday um, Kerry host down um, Mead host Carlo and Antrim um, welcome awfully like, like three big games there as well um, Graham as well because like the Finalist of the Joe McDonald Cup, uh, the winner and the loser of that final will be entering the All Ireland fray. And like, there's a lot of teams there, and I'm sure your own county you have an ambition of of getting to the tail end of the Joe McDonald. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, starting with Kerry, we down like you know we down. Um, I'm actually worried about that game actually now, like because um, it'll be hard for Ronan Sheehan to get our boys motivated now. A long trip to Kerry. Down, uh, down, beat Kerry in the league there, probably to get to the, the get themselves to the Division Two final. So, um, it's it's going to be a tough game for Down now, get going away, and 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 uh, uh, Kerry will be sort of smarting a wee bit from that defeat. Like so, tough game for a, a tough starting game for Down. You would expect Carlo to be honest with you to beat Mead. Mead have been, um, Mead have been probably beat. Four or five games there, or whatever in Division Two, and then and then Antrim v v Offaly is probably the, the 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 biggest game of the three. You know, with with Antrim with Antrim serious designs and and, and the Liam McGordon this you know later on in the summer. So um, that one probably is very hard to call as well. Like you know, with with Offaly playing in Division One, but um, Antrim at home in Corrigan are hard to beat, and I would say I would have to go for Antrim. Antrim and uh, an Antrim win there, Paul. To be honest, so it's a big game, Rory, as well. Like both the sides already met in the relegation, but like I'm not sure it's being streamed or anything. But it's definitely a game between Antrim and Offaly. One to look forward to this weekend. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a, that's a huge game, really. You know, Offaly, Offaly will be very disappointed to 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 have got got relegated from the league, and you know they they they. they they probably underperformed in that day, but at the same time, Antrim are probably a little bit more advanced in the in, in, in their development at the moment. And 
you know, going up there to Corrigan Park, as, as Graham said, is not going to be simple. <laughs> They'd see that as a, a as sort of going into Galatasaray sort of a job a few years ago <laughs> when, when the soccer used to be going. So uh, that's going to be tough for Offaly. And Michael Fenley has a job on his hands there now to, to lift Offaly. And the important thing for Offaly is that they, they can make it to the final. And, and that's not an easy an easy task because you have, you have four or five tough games there. And if they're beaten by Antrim, you know, another loss could put them into a situation yeah. where, they're, where, they're, where they're under pressure. So this game between Antrim and Offaly this weekend is pivotal for both counties. And I'm sure the preparations have been very, very strong in both counties in the last few weeks. And, and that'll be a humdinger of a game there. And, you know, the other games as well, any of those teams, Carlo, you know, Kerry, Down, Mead, all of those teams, Mead probably haven't been going great, but the other teams have, have had had results here and there in the league and they 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 they'll they'll quietly fancy their chances to let the let Antrim and Offaly get all the all the spotlight but at the same time those those teams have hurlers as well and they they'll they'll fancy their chances when they come up against any of these teams to see can they get a result and maybe sneak into a final and get into the into the Liam McCarthy proper. And Graham just to uh, finish like on the carry down game um when we had Mickey McCullough on the podcast he was talking prior to that down and uh, Westmead League final, and he was just saying like something for the down players there, like was that they obviously went to Terrace the night before and everything. But he said waiting around for a game all day like can be very hard for management to keep players tuned in and everything, and when they're kind of lounge, lounging about. But like obviously down, are going to travel to Kerry the night before uh, with the journey and everything, but. A, a bit of an advantage this time now, maybe having the game earlier in the day. Yeah, yeah, and and, and it means it means that they can. Um, Ronald Ronald have his homework done, like you know he'll have his his plan of attack. His management team will have it all pre-planned. You'll get their itinerary on Friday night. You'll be doing A, B, C, and D. You know that's the way probably it works. I don't know what the plan of attack was down at Thurles or what what the players done now, but it's 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 ideal for down go out. Stay, better crack Friday night, um, um, and, and get ready for Saturday. Like, but Ronan, I'll, I'll have, I know they've been working hard. Like to, like they've had a good league down, have a good league. Like they went from Division Two B to Two A or whatever, and and like they got to the league final. No one up here expected them to get the league final. Like we we've been playing our man Donegal and Wicklow and, and, and these teams this past six seven years, and now we've beat. Kerry, Kildare, Carlo, you know, Westmead will beat those teams in the league. It's just that progression. And like I said to you earlier there, the big thing with Down is it's a small enough panel of players. So if with a, a couple of injuries or if there's a couple of guys, maybe wee niggles, Ronan's not probably fit to bring in a player of equal, um, you know, size and strength and ability, you know. So I, don't, I know you could say that with a lot of teams, but Genuinely, it is a small panel of players. Like to be honest, you know. Um, so we're delighted we got that stage. But no, I think I think the boys will be used to. I think they travelled to Kerry last year. They'll be used to all that. Like to be quite honest with you, you know. I do think the game at four o'clock probably didn't help down last weekend. Sitting around hotels and different things, yeah. But um, I, I don't think Ronan would use that as an excuse at all. Like I do think it was the two. It was probably the same for both teams. Like, but. Um, the Kerry game now is a big, big game for us because, like Rory said as well, for, for the team that has ambitions to get to the top, they'll also be 
you know, you start with a loss, then you're going to be playing, I think, down playing Antrim in their second game. So you don't want two losses, you know, and then, and then you're under pressure again then. So it is a very, very, we, uh, you have a small window there to, 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 to make sure you have everything right after the league. So I'm just hoping that the boys bring everything to the table now at the weekend, like, you know. Yeah, some huge uh, action there, like between Joe McDonough, Leinster Championship, and of course, two games in the Munster Championship. Uh, we'll have a separate Munster Championship uh, preview as well, but uh, some great action to look forward to. Uh, it's great, the championships on the horizon, and here's hoping for uh, some cracking games over the weekend. But uh, Graham and Rory, uh, thanks for your time. No problem, Paul.